0: Bibles and turn to the book of Ephesians please, Ephesians chapter 4. Going to continue our little study from this morning, how to have a right mind and we noted this morning from the Gospel of Mark chapter 5 verse 15 that a man of the Gadarenes, a demon-possessed man was Confronted by the Lord Jesus, and this man was changed by our Lord and Savior. And the Bible teaches that he was uh, sitting at the feet of our Lord, clothed and in his right mind. So, how can we have a right mind? And we stress the fact that what you think upon is a choice can make choices and we need to make uh, biblical choices and we need to think biblically and we noted the fact that this once madman uh, positioned unashamedly with a right mind and from that illustration we can live with the mind of Christ if we are right with God and that was the key factor with the man of the Gadarenes he was right with God and that's where it all begins, you and I, if we are to have a right mind, a sane mind, uh, being in control of our thoughts and bring every thought in, in captivity to Christ, we need to be right with God. So, you and I can live with the mind of Christ because as we stressed this morning, the Bible teaches us that in Christ we have his mind positionally and therefore Uh, through the process of sanctification and growing in Christ's likeness, we can flesh out that mind of Christ. Let's note here in Ephesians chapter 4, please, this evening, verses 4 to 19. (coughs) It reads, This I say therefore and testify in the Lord, that that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk, In the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their hearts. Who being past feeling have given themselves over unto lasciviousness and to work all uncleanness and greediness. Let's pray. O God, we pray that you'd once again teach us, O God, what it means to have your very mind. And Lord God, help us in the power of your spirit to take personal responsibility for what we choose to think upon. In the name of Jesus Christ, we ask and pray, amen. You and I can live with the mind of Christ and we can think godly. We can think thoughts that are honorable to God. Uh, But it begins with a genuine relationship with Jesus Christ. And in having that relationship with Christ, being right with God as the man of the Gadarenes was uh, right with God, Uh, You and I, likewise, can have a right mind, a sane mind, a uh, sober mind, a controlled mind. In other words, we can choose to think upon that which is honourable to God in the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, we need to be aware of those wrong thoughts that can creep into our minds and we can be guilty of entertaining. This morning, we noted the shaken mind, shaken in mind, 2 Thessalonians 2 2, to be troubled in mind. We also noted that we can be faint in our mind. Hebrews 12 3, feeling like quitting. Uh, we made reference to being double-minded, unstable, in device uh, in indecisive, James chapter 1 verse 8. We mention grief of mind, how Isaac and Rebekah, upon hearing of their son Esau, marrying unbelievers, the Bible tells us that they experienced grief of mind as if they had had, uh, experienced a literal physical loss. And then in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 65, it talks about being a sorrow of mind. And, uh, and God warned his people before entering the promised land, if you choose not to walk in obedience to my word, in other words, you choose to walk in disobedience, you will experience sorrow of mind. Sorrow of mind. Here in Ephesians chapter 4, there is a reference to vanity of their mind, to walk as the Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. Thinking like an unsaved person. Thinking in a worldly manner. Fleshly thinking. And you and I need to guard our minds lest we uh, are vain in our minds. Vanity of mind. Look at verses 22 and 23 of Ephesians chapter 4. It reads that ye put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. So you and I need to guard our mind from thinking uh, vain thoughts. Vanity is in reference to that which is empty, that which is, has no substance. And the context here is is that God is exhorting these believers in the church of Ephesus to no longer think like an unsaved person be renewed in the spirit of your mind and we need to be careful that we do not think like an unsaved person we are bombarded with uh, ungodliness day in day out and it's so easy to think like the world but we need to think biblically do we not And be mindful that we've been saved out of the world. And we need to think biblically and not think like an unsaved person once again. The Bible also talks about our minds being affected by evil. Go to Acts chapter 14 please. Acts chapter 14. Our minds being affected by evil. Note here in Acts chapter 14. In verse 1 and 2 it reads, And it came to pass in Iconium that they went both together into the synagogue of the Jews and so spake that a great multitude both of the Jews and also of the Greeks believed. So Paul and Barnabas preached the gospel uh, in the synagogue and many are converted. But note verse 2, but the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles. Gentiles in reference to those that were not Jews that were interested in Judaism that attended the synagogue services. And verse 2 reads, "...and made their minds evil-affected against the brethren." So we read here of being influenced to do evil by others. So here we have unconverted Jews that are influencing uh, Gentiles that are seeking truth. That's why they're there in the synagogue. And And they're influencing them negatively And the Bible refers to this as a mind affected by evil, influenced to do evil by others. And we need to be careful that we do not allow others to influence our minds, to put in our minds that would cause us to do something that is contrary to the Word of God. We are all influencers. We can all influence, and we are all influenced personally. So we need to be careful that we are not influenced by the wrong uh, individuals. Evil communication, corrupt, good manners. So vanity of mind, a mind affected by evil. The Bible also talks about a reprobate mind. Go to Romans chapter 1 verse 28. These are thought patterns that we need to guard against. A vanity of mind, a mind affected by evil, but also note here in Romans chapter 1 it talks about a reprobate mind. What is a reprobate mind? A reprobate mind is one that deliberately rejects the truth. One that deliberately rejects the truth. Romans chapter 1, verse 28, it reads, And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. So a reprobate mind is an individual that deliberately rejects the truth. And you and I, as God's people, when truth is placed before us, we need to receive it with thanksgiving. Now, we would say, Of course, Pastor. Really? You get truth here every week, every Sunday morning, every Sunday evening, every Wednesday night. How much of that truth do you obey? See, we can be guilty of having a reprobate mind in rejecting the truth by refusing to obey the truth of the Word of God. Now, the context is referring to those in unbelief. But you know as well as I do that uh, obedience is, is a choice. And we are not short of truth within our Bible-believing churches. Churches but I wish we would obey truth that's presented. We'd all be a lot better off. A reprobate mind. The Bible also talks about a corrupted mind. A mind that is corrupted. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. What is a corrupted mind? So you and I need to take personal responsibility for what we think upon and what we allow into our minds and what we entertain in our minds the kind of thoughts we have and we need to guard against a corrupt mind. Note here in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verse number 3 it talks about but I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve deceived her through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Note that little phrase there, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. So what is a corrupted mind? It's an individual that chooses to believe a lie. And that's exactly what Eve did. She chose to believe a lie. In Genesis chapter 3, we are told of that very fact. She was presented with error, a distortion of truth, and she chose to believe a lie. And may God guard our minds lest we choose to believe the lies of this world. The devil is a liar. He is the father of lies. And he, he lies left, right, and center, as the old saying goes. And we need to be discerning and we need to be careful lest we believe the lies of the devil. That's a corrupted mind. The devil corrupted Eve's mind. Instead of just simply taking God at his word, she was deceived and she... Uh, believed a lie. The Bible also talks about a blinded mind. A blinded mind. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4 this time. Back to chapter 4. A blinded mind. 2nd Corinthians chapter 4 verse 4 it reads in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ who is the image of God should shine unto them to be kept in the dark when it comes to the truth of God's word in other words to not see biblical truth before us. That is what the Bible refers to as a person that is blinded in their mind. And the devil is an expert at blinding people's minds so that they will reject the gospel of truth. May God spare us in principle from allowing the evil one to blind our minds from seeing the truth of the Word of God and just simply taking God at His Word. The Bible talks about a wicked mind, a wicked mind. Go to Proverbs chapter 21, please. Let's look at one or two examples from the Old Testament this time. hope you're still with me tonight to guard our minds because you and i are are flesh and blood and we wrestle not against um, uh, flesh and blood we we're in a spiritual battle and uh and we have a a a flesh to battle against so all of these uh godless thoughts can be our thoughts the bible talks about a a wicked mind a wicked mind now what's a wicked mind go to proverbs 21 verse 27 It reads, and the sacrifice of the wicked is abominable, how much more when he bringeth it with a wicked mind. What's that referring to? It's referring to uh, offering God unacceptable worship. That's a wicked mind. Hypocritical worship. Going through the motions, but not with the heart. And how often you and I can be guilty of that very fact of being in church, in body, but we're not here in spirit. The Bible calls that a wicked mind. Go to Proverbs 29, verse 11. Proverbs 29, verse 11. The Bible reads, A fool uttereth all his mind. There is that one that utters all his mind and he is considered a fool but a wise man keepeth it in till afterwards. I would rather not know of everything that's in your mind. Uh, I know enough. <laughs> I see enough. See, and a fool uttereth all his Mind So you and I need to be sober minded and we need to know when to speak and when not to speak and how much to say and how much not to say. So these are a, a, a list of examples of the wrong kind of thinking that can prevail in your mind and in my mind. But when my mind is being renewed by the Word of God in the power of the Holy Spirit, when we fill our minds with the Word of God and we are sober-minded, we take control of our thinking and we allow the Word of God to renew our mind, then we will have a a mindset that is honourable to God. A renewed mind will be a fervent mind for example go to 2nd Corinthians chapter 7 2nd Corinthians chapter 7 if you and I are thinking biblically then we will have a fervent mind what do we mean by fervent we mean a zealous mind zealous to see uh, God's work uh, progress being zealous for our God and we see an example of this here in 2nd Corinthians chapter 7 verse 7 which reads and not by his coming only but by the consolation wherewith he was comforted in you when he told us of your earnest desire your mourning your fervent or your zealous mind toward me so that I rejoice the more. The Corinthians were zealous. They were fervent in their desire to see the Apostle Paul once again. Zeal, a mind that is uh, filled with the Word of God, a mind that is renewed by the Word of God, is a mind that will, will be fervent for the things of God. And the Apostle Paul commends these believers for their fervency of mind, their zealousness in wanting to see the Apostle Paul once again. But also note there in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 19, please. When our minds have been renewed by the word of God and the power of the Holy Spirit, we will have a fervent mind and also here in second corinthians 8:19 a ready mind a ready mind note here in second corinthians chapter 8 verse 19 it reads and not that only but who was also chosen of the churches to travel with us with this grace which is administered by us to the glory of the same lord and to, and declaration of your ready mind a willingness to give to to give their missions offering the apostle paul commends this willingness the opposite of willingness is stubbornness do we stubbornly resist doing what God would have us to do or are we willing to do but god what god would have us to do and we see that the apostle paul commends the church here in that they had a ready mind they were willing to give they were willing to do their part in giving their missions offering so we see a fervent mind zeal we read of a ready mind willingness We also note in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, please, to be of one mind. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, this time, in verse number 11. It reads, finally, brethren, farewell, be perfect, be mature. Be of good comfort, be of one mind, live in peace and the God of love and peace shall be with you. To be of one mind, to be unified and so part of the Apostle's final charge to the Corinthians within this benediction, he exhorts them to be of one mind, to choose to be unified. Do we do our part in cultivating unity or are we divisive and difficult? A person that is having their mind renewed with the word of God will be one that has a mind that will uh, promote unity. One mind, ready mind, fervent mind. And what about a sound mind? a sound mind the word of god enables you and i to have a sound mind go to second timothy chapter 1 verse 7 a sound mind to be at peace second timothy chapter 1 verse 7 for god hath not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. A sound mind. To be at peace. Or is your life full of unrest? Do you have a noisy soul, as uh, Jim Berg would say? Or as the psalmist there in Psalm 42, a disquieted soul? A soul that has the opposite of quietness, disquieted. When we are renewing our mind with the Word of God and filling our lives with the Word of God, and we're choosing to think biblically, and we're casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and we're choosing to meditate upon Scripture, you and I can be of a sound mind to be peaceful. When was the last time somebody said to you, You're very peaceful? why are you so peaceful I remember one time being with my father and uh, he was being interviewed to enter into the retirement village and the lady was going at 10 to the dozen giving me all the, the the spill of the conditions the do's and don'ts for dad and um and then she just stopped and then she just looked at me and said why are your eyes so peaceful I just smiled at her. I didn't really know what to say to her at that point. (laughs) But praise God for his peace. Amen? Praise God for his peace. A sound mind. A sober mind. Titus chapter 2 verse 6 please. Titus 2.6 reads, Young men likewise exhort to be sober-minded, to be in control, to take control of our thoughts. And it's no coincidence that the young men, young men are encouraged to be sober-minded. We all need to be sober-minded. Verse 7 goes on to read, In all things showing thyself a pattern of good works in doctrine showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity, verse 8, sound speech, sober-minded, in control of our thoughts. When you and I are allowing the Word of God to renew our minds, we will, in the power of God's Spirit, have sober minds in control of our thoughts. But also the Bible talks about pure minds in 2 Peter chapter 3. 2 Peter, 3rd chapter. 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. Pure minds. A pure mind is a mind that is rooted in the word of God. Note here in verse 1, This second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you, in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance. The note goes into verse 2, that you may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Saviour. Thoughts that have their roots in the word of God. Thinking biblically. If we are thinking biblically, then we, will, we have pure minds. You and I need to choose to think biblically. Let's look at two examples from the Old Testament. Go to the book of Ruth, chapter 1, please. Ruth, chapter 1. Joshua judges Ruth, chapter 1, verse number 18. It reads... When she saw that she was steadfastly minded to go with her, then she left speaking unto her. Note that little phrase there steadfastly minded. Ruth here is committed to Naomi. She is committed to return to Bethlehem with Naomi. She has a steadfast mind. She has a committed mind. And Naomi uh, could see that Ruth is determined to be committed to her to return back to Bethlehem. And may God help us to have minds that are committed to do the will of God. Ruth believed this was God's will. She said to her mother-in-law, uh, uh, my God, uh, your God is my God. And she determined to remain with Naomi and the Bible teaches us that she was steadfastly minded. She was committed in her mind. And the word of God, if we will renew our minds with The word of God, then we will be people of commitment. Nehemiah chapter 4, please. Nehemiah chapter 4, let's note one last mindset. we can have if we will allow the Word of God to renew our minds. In Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 6 it reads, So built we the wall, and all the wall was joined together under the half thereof, for the people had what? A mind to work. A mind to work. A willingness to work hard as opposed to others that were lazy in doing the work of God. Note there in chapter 3, verse 5, it talks about the nobles that put not their necks to the work of their Lord, but yet we read that overall the people had a mind to work. A mind to work. Work is honourable to God. Uh, work is not a curse. Uh, work came before the fall and and we ought to work hard for God's glory and for his cause as opposed to those that are lazy and negligent. A mind to work, a steadfast mind, a pure mind, a sober mind, a sound mind to be of one mind, to be of a ready mind, to be of a fervent mind. Uh, Beloved, you and I, uh, as the people of God, have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ positionally. And how can we maintain a right mind as Christians? Well, this is what we call sanctification, growing in Christ's likeness. And this is the key, the Word of God filling our minds with the Word of God, taking responsibility for our thoughts and casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ, that usurps itself above Christ. A, that vanity of mind, that mind that's affected by evil, that reprobate mind, that blinded mind that corrupted mind that shaken mind that faint mind that double-mindedness that grief of mine or that sorrow of mine or that wicked mind we need to cast down these wrong thoughts so we need to replace these wrong thoughts with biblical thinking contained within the precious word of God we need to have our minds renewed by the word of God but this involves you and I casting down those negative thoughts and hiding the word of God in our hearts. So when the devil attacks, when the devil tries to plant, uh, uh, pressure you to reject plain truth from the scriptures, that you can cast it down with the precious word of God we are to live out our lives with the mind of Christ and yes it is possible for those of us that are saved and have our minds daily renewed with the word of God and the power of the Holy Spirit we can live out our lives with the mind of Christ we can choose to think biblically it will affect what we say what we do and what we, we will become. And I'm afraid that we have many today living on welfare and, and many uh, in subject to psychiatric drugs because they have rejected God. And um, And if you and I are to have a right mind, it begins by being right with God. And once a person is right with God, they have a genuine relationship with the God of creation, Uh, they have the mind of Christ positionally. And as we fill our minds with God's word and as we take responsibility for our thoughts and we fill our minds with biblical thinking, you and I will think biblically. The brain contains our thoughts. Let's choose to have thoughts that honour Jesus Christ. Let's cast out thoughts that are dishonourable to God. It's your choice. It's my choice. Take personal responsibility. That includes your thoughts, my thoughts. Stop blaming your circumstances. What you have, what you have not. Let's choose to think biblically. May God help us to have a steadfast mind like Ruth of old. God did a wonderful work with this young lady. She went on to marry Boaz and from her lineage we have King David and the Lord Jesus Christ. See, Ruth had a steadfast mind. She determined be committed in mind she was steadfastly minded and may God help us as his people to take responsibility for our thoughts and to fill our minds with the word of God and may God grant grace for you and I to think biblically if we are thinking biblically we will speak biblically we will live biblical lives. And praise God for His sufficient Word. The Word of God is sufficient. This book is sufficient. We need to fill our minds with the Word of God. We need to cast down those wrong mindsets. We've only looked at some. I challenge you, go ahead, look up the word mind in the Bible. You can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. Do a study. I've just scraped the surface for the sake of time. There's only 137 references to mind. That's not many really when you think about it. 137. The word mind in the Bible. Not many. Do a study. And God who's all-knowing, He knows what our minds can think negatively and how our minds should... Be thinking biblically. Let's bow for prayer.